tonight we're talking about Josiah and how he took it straight to the enemy and destroyed them, just like our military and Q and our wonderful president are doing right now. So I really think you're going to enjoy it. So I'll, uh, I know you guys have watched that and, and our military is probably on your heart like it is on mine. And with Q posting this last night, the play, they played that special song last night. I'm thinking these guys are in harm's way. And so uh, let's just be in prayer for them, uh, that everyone, and that's what my constant prayer is, that they're all safe and that the bad guys, there's just nothing they can do. And that they, um, they are brought down without incident. And uh, I know that Q posted also about the president's executive order, or not executive order, but uh, just that September is National Preparedness Month. And I just really think that they may pull out all the stops. And that's what Q is saying. They just very likely may, but um, we will pray against it. And um, I believe that we will stave off much of it. I did something yesterday. I watched The Godfather 3. Y'all might want to watch that because knowing what we know now, this is really, um, uh, it's very insightful, especially because Q has brought it up so many times. So I would really encourage you to do that. Even the front cover, you see the, the puppet strings and how it's all interconnected with the business and the mafia and the, the, the church. And it's just, yeah, it's a mess. But anyway, I'm very thankful that our president and Q knows, and they are along with our wonderful mil military, you know, taking them out, getting this done. So another thing is I posted a video and I, silly me, didn't realize this was probably going to get throttled. I named it something that starts with an and start and ends with ism. And anyway, it was this in post of 19, uh, Q post 1940. And so now I've gone back and I've changed the name because I, I have a feeling that many of you did not, did not see that come across in your feed. But the reality is I've named the actual video, this very word. So I can't really go back and change that. Um, so anyway, I'm going to try to be more careful next time. So if you guys want to see my videos, one of the things that you can do, and this one's really, it is very important so that we understand what really happened uh, after World War II and um, how these, these, the enemy was not defeated. Um, my buddy at SGT, I don't know him, but anyway, you know who it is, SGT, he said that when he brought up some of these subjects that his whole channel was banned. So thankfully they didn't ban my channel. Um, but anyway, go on to uh, notify, uh, be notified by clicking that little bell. You see how it's, the bell looks like it's jingling? Make sure it says that so you'll be notified and maybe then that way you won't miss them in case you have missed any of my videos. So let's get started. Hey Patriots. I was talking the other day on a video and it dawned on me that I had never told you guys about Josiah and very likely many of you have never heard this and it's really going to encourage you because he was used to dismantle these very same things throughout all of Israel. It's, it's, you're going to love it. Um, so we're, we're seeing it just as I've shown you from all the other stories that that was just a, was being done in, in, in Israel in one country. And now we're seeing it on a worldwide scale. So it's very exciting. I also want to share with you a couple of verses real super quick so that you are encouraged Listen to this wonderful verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, 
always abounding in the work of the Lord. You are doing, no doubt, the great work of the Lord right now. Be steadfast, immovable. <laughs> and I think that you guys feel it with me that here we are. It's August 29th. We've been waiting for these days to get to November 11th. And I think that we're starting to see this rumbling of it's going faster and faster and faster. And uh, it's really remarkable. Just the anticipation uh, of each new day of what exactly is going to happen and just be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. What you are doing is bigger than what I think that you can imagine. Um, on a spiritual level, on a worldwide level. And so just keep going. I'm, I'm really proud of you and the Lord is proud of us. And so I wanted to share also with you Galatians chapter six, verse nine, let us not grow weary in well-doing and move me out of the way. Let us not grow weary in well-doing for in due time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Okay, of course we're not going to, but let us not grow weary in well-doing because sometimes we can we can kind of fade, whatever, and let's just keep on like a like that football game, just keep pushing, keep pushing in, and uh, until you get across uh, the the goal line, right? Um, all right, now, so this is amazing, Josiah. I love to tell this story to the kids because um, you know some of the greatest people in the Bible are kids. Look at this one. I love this. Josiah was only eight years old when he became king. The kids love hearing that because it, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be young and you can be old. You can still do great things for the Lord. He was only eight years old when he became the king and he reigned in Jerusalem for 31 years. His mother was Jedid Jedida, whatever, the daughter of Adiah from Bozkath. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his ancestor, David. He did not turn away from doing what was right. So I'm not going to read you all of first and second Kings because it's quite something just in a nutshell, bad King, bad King, bad King, good King, bad King, bad King, bad King, bad King, bad King, maybe a good King. I mean, we really had some lots of bad Kings and every time they would call they would cause the people to do the evil. They would stop, you know, they're from being, you know, the, the worship in certain places and they would instead replace it with all this evil worship. They would have Asherah poles and uh, uh, satanic altars and all of that because all the other nations were doing that. And so they're like, well, we want to do that too. It was just awful. And so, but Josiah, when he comes in, would you believe they had, they didn't have the Ark of the Covenant. The temple was in crumbles and the, the, the Ark of the Covenant is gone. Okay. Which is another thing. If you've seen my Ark of the Covenant video, it was, this was actually, that was actually a trial run for when they hid the Ark of the Covenant, but that's a, that's a whole nother story, but it was gone and they didn't even have the word of God. Of course, we, we take for granted that we have the word of God everywhere. We've got, how many Bibles do you have in your house? But that back in the day, they didn't have that many. And the ones that they had were precious and they'd probably been you know, destroyed. And so they had been hidden away. So listen to what happens in the story. In the 18th year of his reign, King Josiah sent Shaphan, son of Azaliah and grandson of Meshulam, the court secretary to the, to the temple of the Lord. He told him, go to Hilkiah, the high priest, 
and have him count the money the gatekeepers have collected from the people at the Lord's temple. Entrust this money to the men assigned to supervise the restoration of the Lord's temple. They can use it to pay the workers to repair the temple. They will need to hire carpenters and builders and masons. Also have them buy the timber and the finished stone needed to repair the temple. But don't require the construction supervisors to keep account of the money they receive, for they're honest and trustworthy men. So they're going to, he's now the king. We are going to rebuild this temple. And I think that he had seen from his father these evil practices and what they had done to children. And he, and I'll put, I'll put a video down below that I think will help you to understand what was going on. It's really a great, it's, it's a very well done video and he's not going to have it. He will not have it when he was like one of these kids, you know, their hearts are tender, especially at eight. They're still, their hearts are very tender to the Lord. And he's like, if I were king, I'm not going to let all this evil stuff happen. And that's exactly what he did when he became the king. He said, this is the way we're going to do it. And amazingly, they listened to him. And so they're going to rebuild the temple. Okay, now get it all fixed up. Now, Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. And then Hilkiah gave the scroll to Shaphan and he read it. Shaphan went to the king and reported. Now you got to imagine they have been in a famine of the Lord's word. They have not had the Lord's word uh, preached throughout Israel. They knew that they were, you know, supposed to be God's chosen people, but basically they're acting like all the other nations. Okay. It's, it's bad. So Shaphan went to the king and reported, your officials have turned over the money collected at the temple of the Lord to the workers and supervisors at the temple. Shaphan also told the king, Hilkiah, the priest, has given me this scroll. So Shaphan read it to the king. When the king heard what was written in the book of the law, he tore his clothes in despair. That is so huge. That is so huge. The Lord is going to say even later on, he's like, because you tore your clothes in despair, I'm going to have mercy. So your, your actions, even the actions of one person can have a huge effect when we say, this breaks my heart. I have got to do something about this to stop this and to, and to, to save the children or whatever it is that the Lord puts on your heart. And you're, you are letting him know this is very important to you because you know, it's very important to him that you have his same heart. It's, it's a huge thing, even if it's just one person. Okay. So don't think, okay, well, I'm, I'm all by myself. This is a huge thing. Okay. So, so listen to the story. He's, it's amazing. Then he gave these orders to Hilkiah, the priest, Achim, whatever, son of Shaphan, Akbor, son of Micaiah, Shaphan, the court secretary, and Isaiah, the king's personal advisor, whatever. Go to the temple. I do think it's cool that their names are in there, even though I can't pronounce them very well. It's amazing that their names are in there and your name is in the Lord's book too. And he remembers every little thing that you do. He doesn't forget one little thing. He says, even if you give someone a cup of cold water. Isn't that amazing? He never forgets. Um, go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me and for the people and for all of Judah. Inquire about the words written in this scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger is burning against us. So he believed those words. He didn't just, ah, whatever, like the other ones had. He said, this is, this is what the Lord, we just obeyed the Lord God of heaven. And, and ask the Lord, what it says, for the Lord's great anger is burning against us because our ancestors have not obeyed the words in this scroll. We have not been doing everything it says we must do. They were doing things they shouldn't have done and not doing the things that they should have done. I think I said that right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Hilkiah, the priest, Ahikam, Akbor, Shaphan, and Isaiah, 
whatever, went to the new quarter of the Jerusalem to consult with the prophet Huldah. She was the wife of Shalom, son of Tikva, son of Harhas, the keeper of the temple wardrobe. She said to them, the Lord, the God of Israel has spoken. Go back and tell the man who sent you, this is what the Lord says. I'm going to bring disaster on this city and its people. And all the words written in the scroll that the king of Judah has written will come true. For my people have abandoned me and offered sacrifices to pagan gods. And I'm very angry with them for everything they have done. My anger will burn against this place and it will not be quenched. But go to the king of Judah who sent you to seek the Lord and tell him this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says concerning the message you have just heard. You were sorry and humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I said against this city and its people, that this land would be cursed and become desolate. You tore your clothing in despair and wept before me in repentance. And I've indeed heard you says the Lord. So I will not send the promised disaster until after you have died and buried in peace, you will not see the disaster I'm going to bring on this city. So they took her message to the king. I, I, I understand that this is what happened in this day. I believe that what's happening now is different. I think we've already had that punishment worldwide, even that the Lord's anger has been dissipated and he is now coming to rescue us. Okay. Yes, we've been punished. We've had some dark days. We've had uh, where the enemy has triumphed over us in a, in a big way. The new world order, the beast has triumphed over us, but that day is over. So that was the message that Josiah got. And it, for him, this was on his heart to do this no matter what the consequences were, whether the Lord was going to have mercy or not have mercy, he was going to have, when he, when under his watch, he was going to have that country run properly. And he wanted the Lord to have mercy. And yes, the Lord was going to stay off the, the, the judgment, but either way, he was going to honor the Lord. Okay. So look at this. Then the king summoned all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went to the temple of the Lord with all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, along with the priests and the prophets and all the people from the least to the greatest. And there the king read to them the entire book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. So everybody gathers together. We're going to read every last word. You guys have got to listen to this. Okay. The king took his place of authority beside the pillar and renewed the covenant in the Lord's presence. What he's basically saying is these are the, these, this is what you've told us to do and we will do it. Okay. No, maybe's no ifs, ands, or buts. Oh, we're going to have a meeting about it. No, this is what we're going to do. And I really do feel that that's what our president has done. He's gone into office and he's, we're going to have America first. We're going to have uh freedom of speech. We're going to have freedom of religion. We're going to have, he's going to immediately stop the Mexico city policy. And every day it's where it's, it's bringing righteousness and justice and freedom to our country and all over the world, peace all over the world. Right? So this is what they said. We're going to renew this covenant. I believe we are at that point where we've renewed that covenant. Uh, and, and more and more every day as people wake up and are hearing this word, the King, um, he pledged, to obey the Lord by keeping all of his commandments, laws, and decrees with all of his heart and soul. In this way, he confirmed all the terms of the covenant that were written in the scroll, and all the people pledged themselves to the covenant. They realized they were had done wrong, and this is what they were they were going to honor the Lord. So this is what's amazing about having good leadership. Look at the, the amazing change in the whole country just because of one person. And then amazing. Then the king instructed Hilkiah, the high priest, and the priests of the second rank 
and the temple gatekeepers to remove from the Lord's temple all the articles that were used to worship Baal, Asherah, and all the powers of the heavens. Unbelievable that it had been done in the temple. Yes, it's all, it's all you know, crumbled and not, not in good shape, but they were still using it to worship Baal and Asherah and all the powers of the heavens. Remember that one I showed you the other day? Basically, you know, it's something like that. These kinds of evil, horrible, horrible dark statues. I'll go ahead and show you what an Asherah pole looks like. This was found at Hazor. I believe that's where the children of Israel were when they were in the wilderness. And yeah, just don't let your mind imagine what kind of evil things they would do around that. Anyway, but those were all over the country, these Asherah poles. Some of them were decorated, whatever. The king had all these things burned outside Jerusalem on the terraces of the Kidron Valley. He carried the ashes away to Bethel. You can't even, you have to go far, far, far to get even the ashes back. He did away with the idolatrous priests who had been appointed by the previous kings of Judah, for they had offered sacrifices at the pagan shrines throughout Judah and even in the vicinity of Jerusalem. He also offered sacrifices I'm sorry, they had also offered sacrifices to Baal and to the sun, the moon, and the constellations and to all the powers of the heavens. The king removed the Asherah pole from the Lord's temple and took it outside Jerusalem to the Kidron Valley where he burned it. He ground the ashes of the pole to dust and threw the dust over the graves of the people. So he desecrated these things. It's amazing. He also tore down the living quarters of the male and the female shrine prostitutes. <sighs> shrine prostitutes. That gives you an idea what they would do in these temples. They were um, in the in these uh, in their sacrifices in their rituals. They were inside the temple of the Lord, where the women wove coverings for the Asherah pole. Uh, Josiah brought to Jerusalem all the priests who were living in other towns of Judah. So it's not only in Jerusalem, but it's all the surrounding cities, all throughout Judah. So Judah is like the county in which Jerusalem resides. He will also defile the pagan shrines. He's, he's making them where they will never want to use them again. Yay. Where they had offered sacrifices all the way from Geba to Beersheba. And he destroyed the shrines at the uh, entrance of, to the gate of Joshua, the governor of Jerusalem. This gate was located to the left of the city gate as one enters the city. The priests who, all, who had served at the pagan shrines were not allowed to serve at the Lord's altar in Jerusalem. If they had participated in this, if they'd been weak, and had not been willing to say no because they were afraid they were going to die. He's like, well, you can no longer, now you're not going to be able to serve in the Lord's temple. Okay. Sorry. But they were allowed to eat unleavened bread with the other priests. So they were still kind of help, kept some of their, their rights, but they were not able to really um, serve at the Lord's altar. Okay. Then the king defiled the altar of Topheth in the valley of Ben-Hinnom. So no one would ever again use it to sacrifice a son or daughter in the fire as an offering of Moloch. Uh, look at all this thing that, these things that Josiah is doing. He's like eight, by this, and he's still eight, nine, ten at this time. I mean, amazing. He removed from the entrance of the Lord's temple the horse statues that the former kings of Judah had dedicated to the sun. They were near the quarters of Nathan Melech, the eunuch, an officer of the court, the king burned the chariots dedicated to the sun. I mean, he's leaving no stone unturned. He tore down the altars that the kings of Judah had built on the palace roof above the upper room of Ahaz. The king destroyed the altars that Manasseh had built in the two courtyards of the temple. He smashed them to bits and scattered the pieces in the Kidron Valley. <laughs> Everything's in the Kidron Valley. I'm just going to tell you what's happening. The Kidron Valley is actually 
where the Garden of Gethsemane is. It's 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 here. You got Mount the the Mount uh, uh, where the the temple was, and then you'd also then here you have the Mount of Olives on the other side, and in the middle you've got the Kedron Valley. And uh, so that's just a it's it's a it's always a picture of uh, and even actually in in there they have the place of Sheol. They call it Sheol. And it's just a place of of destruction. Okay, so he's he's putting them there. Uh, they would they would always have their uh, rituals on a very high mountain, as if you know they're you know God, whatever. So they also desecrated the pagan shrines uh, east of Jerusalem to the south of the Mount of Corruption, where King Solomon of Israel had built shrines to Ashtoreth. Yeah, King Solomon messed up too because he had those pagan wives. <laughs> Girls will mess you up, guys. These these, these women they they were. They got him way off the track. Uh, the detestable goddess of the Sidonians and for Shamash, the detestable god of the Moabites. Shamash was the, the detestable god of the Moabites. And again, they did the same thing. And for Moloch, the vile god of the Ammonites, he smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah poles. Then he desecrated these places by scattering human bones over them. Okay, so that is part of how you can desecrate them, human bones over them. Then Josiah demolished all the buildings at the pagan shrines in the towns of Samaria, just as he had done at Bethel. They had been built by the various kings of Israel and made the Lord very angry. He ex executed the priests of the pagan shrines on their own altars. You guys, this is judgment that was raining down. Listen, did you hear that? He executed the priests of the pagan shrines on their own altars and he burned human bones on the altars to desecrate them. Finally, he returned to Jerusalem. There was serious judgment that was poured out on Israel for all these evil things. Josiah was a faithful man and young man young man to do these things because he had the heart of the Lord. Isn't this amazing? This is what's happening right now, you guys. All of our wonderful military, our National Guard, our, our Marines, our Army, our wonderful president, these people are fighting against this evil that has permeated all the, all the lands. You look at what's going on in Africa, you know there's some evil stuff going on over there. And it's been dark for so long. I am so ready for Africa to be cleansed and to be healed and for there to be peace in that land. Oh, anyway, so this is amazing. King Josiah then ordered this, issued this order to all the people. You must celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God as required in this book of the covenant. There had not been Passover celebration like that since the time when the judges ruled in Israel, nor throughout all the years of the kings of Israel and Judah. But in the 18th year of King's Josiah's reign, this Passover was celebrated to the Lord in Jerusalem. You guys, you remember how our president says, you know, we're, we're saying Merry Christmas. It's, we're going to have the celebrations. We're going to have, uh, where it's, we're going to have prayer in the schools. We're going to have the word of God taught. We're going to have a classical education where the Lord is honored in science and history and math and social studies. Everything in history books will be written, and everything will be run in a way that's pleasing the Lord. His kingdom will come. His will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's just remarkable. We'll, it'll just be a day when everyone will worship the Lord. It says that all will know him from the least to the greatest. You won't have to tell people, come to know the Lord. They will all know him from the least to the greatest. How amazing is that? Josiah also got rid of the mediums, 
and the psychics, the household gods, the idols, and every other kind of detestable practice become both in Jerusalem and throughout the land of Judah. He did this in obedience to the laws written in the scroll that Hilkiah the priest had found in the Lord's temple. He's like, whatever it says in that book, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what's so cool, you guys. If you have not really truly given your life to the Lord, I'm asking you to do that today because that was the biggest lie that the enemy had told me was that it won't be fun. You won't be filled with joy if you do, if it won't be happy if you honor the Lord. And that is the biggest, fattest lie. What was so amazing is as soon as you, you surrender and say, Lord, I will do whatever you say. I will think your thoughts and speak your words and do whatever you say. All of a sudden, the peace of the Lord settles over you and the joy of the Lord fills your heart. And it's just, there's a Bible verse. It was when I first became a Christian uh, years and years and years ago, I'd been in church all my life, mind you, and singing hymns and I was lost. That's another story. Anyway, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wow, this is totally different when I truly came to know the Lord and came into to obedience and submission to him and, and came to know the Lord and have you know, received his forgiveness in Christ. I just, uh, anyway, it says uh, his commandments are not burdensome and oh, they are not. It's like the, the more that you do for him, the lighter you feel. They're not a burden, they're light. The, the burden is when you disobey. But anyway, okay, back to my story. Um, so he is just, he's going to do whatever the, is written in this, in this book. He, it, it really, it's not on his radar if, about whether the Lord's going to bless or not bless. He's just going to do it because that's what's in his heart. Okay. In verse 25, never before had there been a king like Josiah who turned to the Lord with all of his heart, soul, and strength, obeying all the laws of Moses. And there has never been a king like him since. Isn't that amazing? I would love for the Lord to say that about me. How about you? Huh? And it's not about obeying a bunch of rules. It's about having, putting on Christ's heart and, and following him from your heart and, and having his, the royal law of love operating in your heart and freedom and justice and purity. Anyway, so even so, the Lord was still very angry with Judah because of all these wicked things Manasseh had done to provoke him. For the Lord said, I will banish Judah from my presence just as I banished Israel, and I will reject my chosen city of Jerusalem and the temple where my name was honored. All right. So that's the story of Josiah and it is happening today. It is amazing. Just as so many of the other stories are being uh, enacted on a worldwide scale. That's why I've encouraged you to go in on my playlist and watch all the stories of, of Gideon and Joshua and David and Esther. You'll just, it'll fill your heart and you'll be like, wow, this is, the Lord has given us a roadmap. He's given us all these clues so that we know what's going to happen. So Anyway, I've, wanted, I've got to get out of here, but I wanted to share that story. I'm like, how could I have not told them about Josiah? So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful story. Thank you for Josiah and how he encourages us that we can do the same. And we want to be found in your book that we are being faithful to you. And we want you to say of us that there's nobody like them that, that honors you with their heart, soul, and strength. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us so much in your word. Help us not to grow weary in well-doing, but because knowing that we will reap if we don't give up. Lord, I thank you that you will help us to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in your work, because we know that whatever we do for you will not be in vain at all. We pray for everyone who's working righteousness and justice and freedom. We pray you strengthen them and protect them. We pray that those who are doing evil will be stopped and that there will be nothing, nowhere for them to run, nowhere for them to hide, that you would work justice. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that every 
man, woman, and child would wake up even this very day and understand what's really going on and stop listening to any of the lies. We pray this all in your great name, King Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, have a great day, and I will talk to you later.